<laughs> so I was in Iowa and Wisconsin and all sorts of states. That's... Now, that is the state, Iowa, with an owl in the middle, right? It does. It has an owl right in the middle of it. It is beautiful. According to Audacity or uh, Zoom, mm-hmm. I forget what it says now. It says "got it," yeah, or like it. The button you click on "got it," yeah. got it, yeah, yeah. Did you have you get, no choice in the matter, really. Does some, does like a lady's voice say something to you? No. Oh, interesting. But I don't know if that's a setting. Yeah, maybe it's a setting I have turned off because I've been in Zoom rooms where <laughs> where it does that. Uh, oh, I I could have lowered your hand for you. Oh, okay. Try that. Oh, <laughs> for, like forcing your hand down, <laughs> like shack blocking <laughs> my layup. Okay, this is Rock Hard Caucus episode one hundred thirty-one. It is January fourteenth of twenty twenty-four. One day remains before the twenty twenty-four Iowa caucuses. What's your caucus plan, Evan? My caucus plan is staying inside of my house like I have been for this entire weekend. Yeah. Um, Why haven't I'm, you left your house? Well, it's uh, it's not great out there. <laughs> uh, it's like negative 10 degrees right now. Mm-hmm. And we got like uh, over a foot of snow in like the past five days or something like that. So if you, oh, I, if you I'm know, you sure know. I got more than that. Yeah, you guys got more, I believe. Yeah. I can't even shovel right now. Like it's the yeah. snow is basically solid rock. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying anything. Um, I think I can fill out my presidential preference card at a later date. You know, <laughs> get get my vote for Marianne Williamson in. <laughs> what about Dean Phillips? I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on with Dean lately. I haven't really kept up on. I, didn't he, I don't was... know other than he like was holding an event and no one showed up. Oh, that's the other yeah, day. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I saw something about him, but yeah, I couldn't remember what it was. But yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> that literally no one showed up to a campaign event. Yeah, I tried to like tweet at him and get him to come on our show. I mean, that's yeah. more effective than a zero attendance, <laughs> right? <laughs> public event. <laughs> Dean Phillips, if you're out there, I mean, we'd be happy to talk to you. I don't know what we talk about. Like, I I think you suck and like <laughs> you yeah. have no no relevance at all. But you're welcome to come on the show. Didn't. Uh, you try to get Marianne Williamson, um, mm. in 2020. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an old story, <laughs> but I think, yeah, there might be some old wounds there too. I think <laughs> might've gotten, uh, yeah. gotten blown off for anyone who maybe hasn't heard that story. Cause I think I have brought it up on a podcast before when I was doing my radio show at KRUI, uh, some, some, uh, her campaign manager, like emailed the station manager who then forwarded it to everyone who was doing a show. And it was the summer, so hardly anyone was actually doing a radio show at that point, Mm because it's a student radio station, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, hey, I'll talk to Marianne Williamson on the radio. So I emailed the campaign manager, who, like, started setting something up with me and then ghosted me. And then I found out afterwards that he had jumped ship for John Delaney. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He needed them them bucks. Marianne wasn't yeah. paying good enough. <laughs> so my my beef is not necessarily with Marianne, but with her campaign manager, whose name I don't remember anymore. So it's uh, 
don't yeah. know if it's much much of a beef at this point. I know she uh, sat down with a certain disgraced podcaster who was trying to <laughs> nail her down on whether she uh, was a like a Marxist Leninist, and <laughs> yeah. uh, she's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the weather thing. Um, I don't know if you have seen this theory, but it's possible that Nikki Haley is to blame for the blizzard that we've been experiencing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I found this out from Laura Loomer. Uh, that's a reliable source. <laughs> yeah, cre- credible, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she tweeted the other day, is the deep state activating HARP to disrupt the Iowa caucus? <laughs> HARP? I haven't heard HARP in a while. <laughs> yeah, H-A-A-R-P. The, uh, I forget what the acronym stands for, but, you know, yeah. the military... Yeah, they're putting, they're putting aerosols in the atmosphere to <laughs> control the weather. We all know Nikki Haley has a lot of friends in the defense industry and military industrial complex. She's losing in Iowa, and now Iowa is set to get hit with a once-in-a-decade blizzard as Donald Trump is set to dominate the Iowa caucus. Is the deep state using HARP to rig the Iowa caucus? <laughs> and this Looks benefits... like weather manipulation to me. <laughs> how does this benefit Haley? <laughs> She's got the most this, engaged yeah. uh, electorate. It's like the the Biden or the Bernie versus Hillary thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, Bernie does better in caucuses because because he's got all the Bernie Bros on his side. Where, right, where are right. the Haley heads? Anti democratic uh, voter suppression uh, <laughs> makes yeah. my candidate win. And, and I saw I didn't actually watch the clip, but somebody was posting a clip of Trump saying that lower turnout would actually help him, which I, I yeah, believe I mean, as well. <laughs> I feel like if anyone's, uh, you know, voters are going to be the most enthusiastic, it's got to be Trump. Right. Yeah. So I I mean, I, I can't really confirm that this is what's happening. But if Loomer says it, like, it's totally plausible, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Harp is manipulating the weather in uh, service of Nikki Haley. And we'll see how it turns out. She she is officially polling second now with the yeah, latest Des Moines Register that. poll. Yeah, 20, she just twenty percent pulled just a little bit ahead of uh, Ron D. And then uh, if you look at the poll numbers, like the people percentage of people who are like enthusiastic about it for like, for Trump, it was like seventy. For like mm-hmm. DeSantis, it was like above fifty. And then for Haley, it was like thirty percent or something. <laughs> so like, I'm, to her. I'm curious how many of her supporters are actually just um, like liberals who uh yes. decided they want to caucus for the Republicans well, this time. Another piece of evidence in favor of that is that a plurality of her voters say that they would vote for Biden if she loses the nomination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's because also in that poll. She's a moderate on abortion, and that's like, I guess, <laughs> that that's the only thing. Which... I don't, oh, I guess she... And she said some stuff about Trump, about the insurrection or whatever, right? That, like, people were pissed off about her. Um, yeah. I think a while, like, a long time ago, but... Which is, I mean, it's cynical. Like, she's saying that shit yeah. specifically to court those sort of like low info <laughs> yeah liberals yeah well you know we can talk about this a little bit she was in iowa city just yesterday uh and i mean why would nikki haley visit the liberal bastion of johnson yeah. county if not to court those <laughs> dumbass lips <laughs> <laughs> she was at a venue that i have worked at and i have performed at and i have attended shows at several mm-hmm. times a pretty small room, like I would think too small for an event like this. The number two GOP candidate, she's going to draw a crowd. Well, it's Maybe. Iowa City, like you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't none of those godless vegan, uh, <laughs> I could go on, but I won't. But uh, yeah, this this is a venue that like, 
has gender neutral bathrooms. Oh, not, really? Not exactly the right fit, I would say, for a hmm. Republican presidential candidate. I don't know. I'm personally turned off by it, but I mean, the, the like Iowa City punk community, like, has done probably the majority of, of music events at that place. Yeah. They're not like Nikki Haley friendly people. Yeah. It'd be like Nikki Haley doing a show at Gabe's. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that would be a better fit, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ron DeSantis at Public Space One. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Ron DeSantis and Laura Loomer. So Loomer is in Iowa right now. And it seems like her only purpose of being here is to harass Ron DeSantis. That's admirable. <laughs> she posted this video of her, like, stalking Ron DeSantis in his hotel. I'm going to show this to Evan. Thank you. Hey, Governor. Thank you. When are you going to drop out? Don't you think you've already wasted enough of people's money? $300 million? Governor DeSantis, why do you have a bubble-wrapped campaign, Ron? <laughs> Are you going to be endorsing President Trump when you drop out the night of the Iowa caucus or hopefully shortly after? An absentee governor who changed the law in Florida so that you could run for president. <laughs> Answer a question, Ron. I thought you were never back down. Never back down, Ron. Whatever happened to that? Don't assault me. <laughs> wow. There's a state of emergency in your state. Why aren't you there? There's a state of emergency in the state of Florida that you Governor, declared and you abandoned Floridians, hey, Ron. why are you hitting me? Why are you hitting me? <laughs> you wouldn't be governor if it wasn't for President Trump. You betrayed President Trump. You betrayed the people of Florida. And you're going to lose 14% in Iowa, 5% in New Hampshire, Ron. <laughs> As you can see, it's always about backing down with Ron DeSantis. Oh, actually, oh. let me play this last part. You can hear the wind just blasting the microphone. So I'm here in front of the Sheraton Hotel in West Des Moines, Iowa, and Ron DeSantis just got loomered. He... <laughs> Ron DeSantis just <laughs> got, got loomered. Loomered. <laughs> loomered, baby. That was both lamer and more unhinged than I expected. <laughs> I thought she was going to yeah. have something a little spicier than like, oh, you're just going to lose. Like, everyone knows he's going to lose. There's been like articles about like his campaign advisors about how they uh, need to have a soft landing. So it's not about... Uh, you know, it's not about winning. It's about making his loss less embarrassing. A graceful exit. Yeah. Yeah. I loved his strategy in this video. Uh, people listening couldn't see what happened here, but like he walked into the hotel and was immediately like being hounded by Laura Loomer and whoever those guys were who were also <laughs> yeah. hectoring him. And he and his, he and his bodyguard just like made a beeline for like the little like convenience yeah, a little hotel hotel gift shop. Desk. Yeah, yeah, and he, you can see him open the like Pepsi door and then close it, and then he just walks out with nothing. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> He's panicking. He's just like, I got to get away from these people. I'm gonna hide in here. Well, he also got trolled at that uh, campaign event where he got given like a participation trophy or like a <laughs> ribbon or something. From some guy who was just there to give him a hard time, I guess. Oh, I didn't see that. It must That's... be a pastime for conser conservative influencers. I, yeah, I mean, who can blame him? He's an easy target. Yeah, that's Every, everyone that's true. loves to see him like get bullied. Pretty much, yeah. He he's a punching bag. He's fun. Yeah, his little platform boots. It's 
it's really funny. You know, like two years ago, three years ago, people were saying like, yeah, he's the one. He's, yeah. he's being poised to take up the mantle of Trump and he is just getting fucking stomped. <laughs> yep. Totally astroturfed. I mean, it was just like, oh, he, he hits the social conservative issues harder than Trump. Well, it turns out those are very alienating and like people are not like that motivated by it other than like a very, you know, the super evangelical sect. Yes. You know, that's a perfect segue because while we're talking about DeSantis, I should pull this up evangelicals bob vanderplatz the number one evangelical in the oh, state yeah. of iowa he's one of ron's most uh fervent supporters and he had an opinion piece in the des moines register uh came out on the 9th just a few days ago you, you will love i don't know have you read this no i have not okay you will love his plan here the, his persuasive technique the headline reveals it all Caucusing for Ron DeSantis is a good way to be a friend to Donald Trump. Ah, yeah. I mean, that's like every. That's all. That's even Vivek has gone on that path now. He's saying that you have to vote for him Mm -hmm. because otherwise Nikki Haley will finish second, and then like she's like the anointed by the elites or whatever. Once so, Mm -hmm. once Trump drops out, that she'll be the Manchurian candidate or whatever. Right. right. But I mean, no, no one has any better of a chance of beating him than they did in 2016. (laughs) Yeah. And things were a little bit harder for him that time, but this time it's like no competition at all. Uh, Anyway, Bob Vanderplatz, he's uh, the CEO of the family leader, (laughs) which is uh, very, um, no bias here in the Des Moines registers description of the family leader, an Iowa based nonprofit working at the intersection of faith and government. (laughs) Yeah, that's, (laughs) uh, very journalistically neutral way yeah. of, of saying what they do. Uh, you know, they were a big part of a uh, huge backlash to the legalization of gay marriage in Iowa, constant anti-abortion, all the all the evangelical social stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, this is Bob's attempt at persuading. The and he's Republican also like voter. called like what like five out of six of the last Republican caucuses correctly. I think is that right? Yeah, I mean something he's, like that. He, yeah, he, I mean, He's like Huckabee, but I mean, you got to think about who won the Iowa caucuses. Right, like yeah. Huckabee, Santorum, like... And Cruz, yeah. Yeah, and Cruz, so like... The evangelical choice has won the Iowa Republican yeah. caucus for a, a while, yeah. And he's he's a big part of that. Although Steve King was also a kingmaker before, and now he's going rogue and <laughs> yeah. supporting Vivek. <laughs> okay, this is Bob persuading the Republican voter to turn away from Trump. But he knows that they love Trump. <laughs> so this yeah. is this is yeah. his like soft push. I met Donald Trump in Trump Tower in New York City 12 years ago. Immediately, we struck up a friendship that went beyond presidential politics. While I voted for the former president in 2016 and again in 2020, I never endorsed him. Now in 2024, <laughs> I remain okay. a friend to him while endorsing Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Uh, while some may question my friendship to the former president while endorsing his opponent... The proverbs say that you can trust the wounds of a friend. <laughs> is that what the proverbs say? I don't know. I'm not up on the proverbs. I don't proverbs, know which proverb that is. Yeah, he that, didn't that's... cite uh, book and verse there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what that means either. You can trust the wounds of a friend. I guess because they know you better. They. I mean, it kind of makes sense, I think. So is he saying that he is wounding Donald Trump by endorsing his opponent? Um... Whose wounds are they? <laughs> Who is being wounded? Who's uh, I the guess wounder? he's 
Trump is being wounded by him failing to endorse him, despite uh, not endorsing him before, but campaigning right. for him anyway. But we are friends, all right? <laughs> and they are friends. <laughs> Uh, my endorsement, along with my vote for DeSantis, come from a friend doing what's best for the GOP, best for America, and dot, 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 best for Trump. Okay. So, yeah, he's saying that, you know, Trump needs to to listen to him. It's a warning. It's a warning to Trump. He mm-hmm. needs yeah. to do better on, I don't know, pretending that he cares about abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, vote, he says voting for DeSantis is in the best interest of Trump. Uh, as candidate Vivek Ramaswamy frequently comments, the system is not going to let Trump anywhere near the White House again. The system is focused and determined to destroy all things Trump. So it, it, he's saying if Trump wins the primary, he will not win the election. I mean, I think most of the Republican caucus like electorate is going to take those odds, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, the, that's what like, the polls clearly. show, you know? <laughs> like. And the rest of it is just him talking up DeSantis, and it's it's not that interesting. But I took this as, I don't know, it, it's not sincere, obviously. Like, he knows that Ron is not going to win. <laughs> yeah. But do you think he really believes that Trump cannot win the election either? Um, I mean, it's definitely more of a risk. Like, if honestly, if, like, Haley did somehow become the, the nominee, then she would definitely have a better chance um to win than than trump would does that mean that like trump's chances are are poor i mean i i think it's obviously i think everyone pretty much agrees it's plausible that he yeah he could uh win if not likely but coin flip at best yeah yeah i mean but i don't know how i guess i don't know i thought he was older than he is he's only 60 bob vanderplatz that is Mm -hmm. so i was thinking like this just might be like the last gasp of his relevancy <laughs> where he's trying to 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 change course the republican party um mm. but it's like uh, way too late for that obviously yeah yeah no i mean and even like there's not even any different i mean like trump is like i mean desantis or haley would be horrible in the same ways that trump is yeah yeah i mean effectively it's the same thing no matter what like yeah. trump is just a a magnetic personality and he just has he's got the spectacle in his favor yeah it's fun to support him it's not fun to support these other people yeah it struck me as as a bit of like a warren 2020 uh argument like they'll never let bernie sanders be the president we yeah why not go for this thing that's kind of similar but is less of a yeah there's less, less controversy and baggage attached less yeah. threatening to normies yeah and it's gonna work just as well and maybe they'll be right maybe maybe the the borg will assimilate everyone into you know excluding trump at a pivotal moment and he'll be denied the win again i don't know i'm not making i'm not making too many predictions <laughs> i feel like there's going to be some october maybe uh January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, this September, is the year October. Of surprise. <laughs> Surprises, yeah. <laughs> Could be any time. It's going to be surprise after surprise. I don't think they can derail the Trump train, no matter how many surprises they deploy. No, it does. It feels like it's the fact that he's already, like, has a presidential campaign that's already, like, on the ballot. Well, in most states. Like, it's, <laughs> like, how are they going to, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what 
who god knows what it's going to be crazy no matter what though yeah well yeah they've been able to exclude him from primary ballots in a few states i forget which ones colorado colorado and maine i believe Yeah. yeah i think so are those the only two so far? Um, that I know of, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's going to be like a, a legal situation, but it might be too late for him to be able to stop them from excluding him from the ballot. I don't know. But it, it yeah. would be like a, a higher bar to clear to exclude him from a general election ballot, I think, right? Yeah, probably. But I mean, like, also, like, the actual legality of it, like, the 14th Amendment says that, you mm-hmm. know, if you <laughs> cause insurrection against the United States, that you're not allowed to to right. run for office. So it's like, it's clear cut. He's not eligible <laughs> to run. But there's all these, you know, legal arguments. I, I don't even know well, what yeah. the legal arguments are, honestly. But by the letter of the law, yes. But he would have to be. There's no way that he. Of something, right? I don't even think I don't think that's even what the law actually the amendment actually even says. It just says like insurrection. So I guess that's maybe what some of the the argument is. He hasn't actually been convicted of anything. Right, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it has been legally established as like an insurrection, right? Because some people yeah. have been punished for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't it's over my head, but mm-hmm. I, I do think there could be like a second January, like if he is somehow invalidated from ballots or loses some court challenge or some criminal yeah. thing pops up um, before the election that uh, there's definitely going to be like a second January 6th of people like oh, protesting yeah. and freaking like it's there's no way to break it <laughs> to yeah. Trump fans softly that he's not going to be the president again. Like they're going to they're going to freak out again. I don't know if it's going to be as widespread or or what or yeah. you know obviously and, it even happens but yeah it's... i mean the, the bureaucracy like literally removing him from the ballot is like only a confirmation of their conspiratorial yeah. beliefs right yeah <laughs> i i do think it's like absolutely true that there's like a large segment of like the national security apparatus that like does not want him to be president under any circumstances yeah. just as because of it's just a national security risk yeah um, there is a deep state that is opposed to him yeah <laughs> yeah but i'm yeah, sure he, there are also I, I there are factions of you know the deep state that are pro-trump as well yeah but it's yeah. not even like yeah a deep state it's just like bureaucracy <laughs> it's just like well yeah the deep state is sort of like a sinister makers. sounding term for something yeah. that's pretty mundane overall yeah but I mean, yeah. obviously, decisions they make kill thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are sinister. It's just that it, it, you don't when you, you hear the term that way. Yeah, yeah. Deep state in your mind, you don't see like a dude sitting at a desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we talked about that. Uh, let's talk about eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's better. Let's take a quick break from the horse race to discuss eggs. This this came up because um, in the Senate. John Fetterman of Pennsylvania and our own Joni Ernst are teaming up to introduce legislation in the Senate. Uh, this is called the Consistent Egg Labels Act. <laughs> so you eat one Casey's breakfast pizza and then you, you do this? <laughs> this? This shit's not real that eggs. That is not eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but... I've noticed some inconsistency in the labels on the eggs on the shelves at my local supermarket. From what I can tell, this is some sort of anti-vegan thing. Yeah. Like, 
Somebody got tricked into eating a vegan yeah, egg if, if you, alternative. If you go to the grocery store and you cannot figure out which ones are the standard eggs and which ones are the vegan eggs, <laughs> which like half the time are just in like a pint of like milk, like a milk carton. Right, right. Not even <laughs> like physical I eggs don't think, anymore. This is where I'm going to go libertarian and say I don't think the government needs to be, <laughs> be involved in this. Well, they're already labeled pretty yeah, yeah. straightforwardly. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually a marketing angle that they want you to know about if they're if they're not uh, you know real eggs. Yeah, I, I didn't read the full text of the bill, but it defines an egg as like it's got a yolk, and it was at some point it, it's it's from it came out of a chicken's ass, and it at some point in its existence it was coated in a hard calcium shell. That's the part that I did read. And yes, it does say that it came out of a chicken's ass in the text of the bill. Oh, really? No, it doesn't it says say ass. ass. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. It says like... Cloaca. <laughs> it doesn't say that either. It's it's something like ovarian, some uh, kind okay. of <laughs> derivative of that word. Um, but this, this was actually like written by uh, members of Congress, Elise Stefanik and Susan Wilde. Oh yeah, Elise uh, Stefanik. She's uh, she's, she's nuts, a right? case. Yeah, <laughs> she's been on the forefront of the uh, college students in, in Palestine uh, suppression campaign. Right. She was a big part of the the Harvard president getting fired. Yep. She was a spearhead of that, uh, and also uh, is pro January six. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about this person, but she's like a Republican from New York who has drifted much further right than mm-hmm. she appeared to be when she was first elected. Ah, there's some parallels there to Mr. Fetterman. <laughs> right, He's also right. <laughs> uh, been a lot further right to how he portrayed himself. Uh, and yeah. is also uh, a bloodthirsty freak when it comes to uh, Israel and Palestine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know anything at all about Susan Wilde. I did not look her up. But, yeah, no uh, idea. A member of Congress from Pennsylvania who is a Democrat. So that's possibly how Fetterman got roped into this uh but this is this is a very important piece of bipartisan legislation you know they got a republican and a democrat in both houses introducing this i was trying to think of like what are products that are available at stores that portray themselves as eggs but are not eggs Mm -hmm. so this is going to fuck up easter real bad if this goes through oh, true <laughs> hey I, I just looked at uh top 10 states that produce the most eggs iowa <laughs> indiana ohio pennsylvania right. i wonder whether there's another connection here could there be economic motivations to this yeah <laughs> they are in the pocket of big egg not big ag big egg mm-hmm. uh cadbury cream eggs you, you know the uh i don't know if you've ever had these but there's reese's like holiday Oh yeah, Pe- they're not those peanut butter the cups. They're more like peanut butter yeah. blobs. <laughs> those are yeah, those are the best uh, Reese's that you can get, in my opinion. Yeah, the best seasonal... chocolate, best chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Yeah, the ratio is perfect. Yeah, good it's, ratio. It's more peanut butter than yeah. you get in the standard cup. It's more and like the chocolate those, like, is softer uh, as well. Peanut butter pixies that you get. Uh, we got in grade school. If you ever remember those, it was uh, just like. They just had like a sheet, like a baking sheet, and they would just put peanut butter with chocolate on top and then just cut them in little squares. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Peanut butter pixies. <laughs> I 
it's like I don't have like a full memory of that, but I feel like I'm accessing like a, a corrupted partial file in my yeah yeah. <laughs> my call brain. us call us if you remember peanut butter pixies <laughs> in your school lunchroom. Yeah, call us at three one nine eight four nine eight seven three three if you remember peanut butter pixies. Maybe we'll we can try to restore the file in my own brain by uh, providing files from other systems. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, there's seasonal Reese's. So, like, the springtime peanut butter blob is an egg. Yeah. And then there's, like, uh, they got other the trees. hearts, too. They got pumpkins. Like, around. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a football during uh, that football season. Oh, yeah. yeah. They got sued over that <laughs> because really? on the package, it had, like, laces on the football or something. <laughs> right, which is a trademark. <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was that people expected that... Um, they, that the actual chocolates were going to have like decorations. Oh shit! On them yeah, or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Yeah, some lady sued because it didn't really look like a football. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that it was going to be like the NFL overzealous protection of their copyright. Oh, it was the the pumpkins too, I guess, or maybe just the pumpkins. But they I did had hear like a, about the pumpkin they had like a jack o' lantern yeah. carved mm-hmm. into it, and they uh, were upset that there was no actual jack o' lantern carved yeah. into the, the chocolate. You open the package and it's just a blob. It's just like a all, whole pumpkin. <laughs> they all look the same. It's basically just like a vaguely... It looks like, it looks like something. It looks like a turd. I mean... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Turds. Available yeah. uh, at, uh, Available on your favorite holidays. Yeah. They may be able to escape the Consistent Egg Labels Act enforcement by not really looking very much like an egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there's kin- I, Kinder Eggs. You know oh, about yeah, those, Kinder right? Kinder Eggs. Yeah, those are good. Are already the the victim of uh, overregulation here in the states. The Kinder. Oh, really? Egg. The, the candies they they had to put them like. Isn't that what it was? They like, uh, so, people were so choking kin- on the toys inside mm-hmm, them. Yeah, yeah. Kinder Egg is like an egg shaped chocolate thing that's hollow inside, and there's a little toy in it. And they were big in like the UK, I think. Yeah, but here. Our children are too stupid, and they eat toy. They eat their chocolate eggs whole, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they swallow the trinkets inside. And so we can't be trusted with the Kinder eggs. Hmm. So whatever we get here is a uh, not a real Kinder egg. They've changed it somehow, so it's less of a death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> death by Kinder eggs. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Fetterman eats a lot of eggs too. Yeah, he looks like an egg man. He, yeah, he's not beating the ogre allegations anytime soon. <laughs> Here, here's here's the specific from uh, Elise Stefanik's uh, official government page. A food can be labeled an egg or egg product only if the food is, contains as a primary ingredient, or is derived from the reproductive output of avian poultry species, including an albumen or yolk that was encased in a calcium-based shell. Albumin? I don't even know what that is. It's like a protein, I think, that makes it uh, makes it all uh, stick together when it gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, eggs will be uh, more strictly defined by the government uh, soon, potentially. Get your fake eggs in while you can, folks. They may no, no longer be available soon. Or they'll have to market them as something else you'll just have to describe it by consistency um nondescript 
uh, doughy. You probably can't use the word dough. That's probably doughy. Strictly hmm. defined as well. Uh, it's not doughy either. Yeah, eggs are. <laughs> yeah, they're they gotta be hard to make make the uh, fake eggs. Yeah, I don't that's know how like, you imitate the consistency. Yeah, that's some real innovation under capitalism. Mm-hmm. Is uh, all the different types of fake eggs. And now but they're being punished use, um, for their innovation. And, and I know for egg whites, you can just use the uh, like aquafaba, which is just like the water that comes in the can of like garbanzo beans or chickpeas. Mm, right, right. And it, you can whip it up into like meringue. Mm-hmm. Good luck to fake eggs in the future. There's too much fucking news this week. How about the Kim Reynolds alternate Twitter <laughs> account? <laughs> Man, that's another fun story. I mean, not really, but it's it's... it's- <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's interesting. It's like I, I have a lot of questions about why any of this happened. This was big enough to be a New York Times story. Okay? This isn't just like local news. This was a national yeah. story the other day. Inexplicably. I mean, there's like a million stories that they could cover in Iowa that would be <laughs> a lot more interesting. Especially than this right one. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you only wanted to focus on the surface level electoral bullshit, there's a lot yeah. to write about now. But uh, Shane Goldmacher and Nicholas Nahamas, he's got Hamas in his last name. Oh, my God. And he writes for the New York Times? <laughs> yeah. They haven't Careful. fired him yet? Careful, Nicholas. <laughs> they uh, wrote this piece called Kim Reynolds has another account at Kimberl 26890376 and opinions about Donald Trump. So they someone discovered that Kim Reynolds apparently has an alt account. It has in my opinion been mistakenly referred to as a burner account. Yeah. But to me a burner account has to be anonymous. You have to have some attempt at protecting your own identity and this was the opposite of that. Yeah. It she doesn't really name. make doesn't really make any sense. The, the username was, again, Kimberl26890376. Which is like one of those auto-generated ones. Like, you put in your name, Kimberly, and it right, <laughs> creates a handle pick, for you. Yeah. Kimberly's already taken. Here. Here you go. Uh, but her display name was Kimberly Reynolds. Full name. Yep. And her profile picture was her and her husband at, like, a baseball game or something. Yeah. And I, I did... I, like, tried to find... Like, I searched to try to find any evidence of that picture being public or posted anywhere mm, else yeah. and I, I couldn't i couldn't do it so that that's one piece of evidence in the pro column right yeah yeah i, I should say that as this was uh emerging as this story was was spreading uh we were skeptical about whether this was real like my my inclination is that the new york times is probably not going to put something out like this unless they have pretty conclusive evidence but when yeah. they first put the story out, there was, like, no confirmation. Well, and it just didn't make any sense, because, like you said, the whole burner account thing, it's, like, doesn't seem like she was particularly trying to hide it. Right. Yeah. And the... So, Pat Reinert of the Iowa Starting Line has a very extensive thread of screenshots that he took of things that this account was retweeting and liking, uh, because... Also, suspiciously, the account was suspended immediately when this New York Times article came out. It wasn't deleted. It was suspended. Yeah. Which also leads you to believe that it could be like an impersonator or something, because that's one of the few things that Twitter will actually suspend you for these days. Right. Right. Yeah. But if it had been somebody impersonating her, they probably would have done something like Like, out of character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Unless it was just like, I don't know, some conservative mom who just thought it was like fun to pretend to be Kim Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. So what what makes this a worthwhile story, according to some journalists, is that the account was a little bit more candid than Kim Reynolds has been like as a public figure, uh, but wasn't really sharing their their own opinion very much, mostly just retweeting stuff and liking yeah. very far right yeah. bullshit. It, it seems like I, I do think it is actually her account at this point, considering I do now. Like, yeah. the folks who follow it being, you know, high ranking GOP folks. But I mean, it just seems like it's just a personal account. I don't think it was like she really went to any effort to hide it. And honestly, like, yeah, there's some stuff like that is more candid and like, um, her likes being like more rapidly anti-trans, but like who really needed right, to right. like anyone who's been following that is already pretty aware of where Kim Reynolds falls on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't know what if she like planted this in plain sight, just to, like make a fervor over it and then be like the mainstream media is trying to attack me over <laughs> my, my personal Twitter account that, I mean, I don't know, that's might be conspiratorial, but and I don't think yeah. she said anything. No, she hasn't that. even responded to requests yeah. for comment about it. It's like nothing to her. Yeah, but why <laughs> would it? Like, it's there's. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be particularly embarrassed by anything on there. Yeah. Well, when when the article first came out, it didn't say anything about how they confirmed it was her, and then they updated it to say this: a person familiar with the matter confirmed it was her account. So uh, that's like as much as they've given us. <laughs> but again, Pat Reinerd said definitively like this is her he had been following it for months he'd been like uh keeping a record of like everything the account had done and then ty rushing also of iowa starting line tweeted like a list of mutual followers that the the account had which mm-hmm. to me is like the most uh yeah. convincing evidence uh for example I, the biggest one i thought was uh Former Nebraska governor and current U.S. Senator Pete Ricketts was yeah. a mutual follower of this account, and Bob Vanderplatz, who we were just yeah. talking about. Yeah. One, one thing that I thought was interesting speculation, we were talking about this with our friends in a, a group chat, and uh, the the idea that she created this account as her like group DM account, so she could yeah. use her official like governor <laughs> yeah. thing for it. <laughs> That's what the New York Times really needs to get into. Is like the the private discords of the like yeah far right politicians in america yeah there's definitely a lot of those like pepe faces on discord <laughs> that are all working for for congress people yeah <laughs> but yeah anyway nothing that was on that account was really outside of the bounds of like her public positions on things so really not yeah. that exciting the, to the me. main story was that she said like she posted pictures of ron DeSantis's family and trump's family and said like i don't even know what the quote was but yeah. it was a retweet most of the things mm-hmm. were yes. just retweets and, and like yeah we're just going off retweets and likes which is like uh, i'm sorry I, I failed to see how this is newsworthy but the what the thing you were referring to was an image of DeSantis with his wife and children and then another of uh Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago surrounded by like young hot women. Yeah. And the text read, the contrast is overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> the contrast being like, I mean, Trump is a cool guy <laughs> hanging out with <laughs> chicks. <laughs> that doesn't go over well in Iowa though. You got to be wholesome. You got to, yeah, gotta you be... have to be like a, 
xenophobic, transphobic freak with a wife and yeah. children. <laughs> yeah, with as many children as you can possibly have. You can't be like a chill party dude. Yeah. Who also is a xenophobic, you can't transphobic host, piece of you shit. You can't host beauty pageants in your free time. Anyway, Reynolds is already sort of, I don't know, breaking the mold by endorsing in the caucuses, which I don't think a governor has ever really done. Yeah. In Iowa. Uh, Branstad anti-endorsed Cruz. That's like the only thing. <laughs> I don't remember that. I know that because of Steve King's book. Uh, okay. I remember it because of Steve King's book. Because uh, that really pissed him off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the caucus is tomorrow. We got to talk more about the, the, the horse race. The Des Moines Register published opinion pieces from every still active GOP candidate. And let me just uh, double check that they haven't put out any more since I last checked. Got they, the late, late comers? Any, uh, anyone who's announced <laughs> in the past uh, week? I did read all these. It's not uh, really worth our time to like go through them one by one on the podcast, but the headlines sort of show you a bit of contrast between the candidates. Uh, no, I mean, nothing has changed. Trump is winning. The rest of them are competing for we're not Trump. Yeah. Help, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they each published two of these opinion pieces in the past week. And there were there was nothing from any of the Democratic candidates. So that's not even worth pretending it is a relevant competition at all. No Biden, no Marianne Williamson, no Dean Phillips. What they mm. have to say is not important to Iowans. And uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're, you're correct. <laughs> So the headlines of uh, Trump's pieces are, number one, this is how I will end Joe Biden's border disaster on day one. And his second one is, this is our last chance to save America. So he's he's riding high. He's number one. And he's basically obviously hitting immigration first because that's like what got him where he is in politics. Yeah. And portraying himself as like uniquely ready to be the guy make america like, great again that's his message yeah yeah it's nothing new he's playing the hits because that's all he needs to do you can read a bit of desperation in ron DeSantis's pieces the first one immigrants are overwhelming us i will control the border so saying the same shit as, mm -hmm. <laughs> as trump but trying to be like i'm i'm more serious about this mm -hmm. i'm the nerd help i know <laughs> what to do but for real and his second piece is, I have won tough battles, and I'm running for you to do the same for America. Which is, again, ba basically saying the same shit as Trump, but in more of a whiny sort of tone. <laughs> <laughs> what tough battles has he won against, uh, was this Andrew Gillum? <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll pull it up. Getting the country back on track is going to take a president who doesn't cave to the left, the media, the big donors, or the establishment. It will take a president who knows how to fight, has a record of winning tough battles, and can lead the great American comeback. Uh, former Navy officer, he says he is. And these, these are the battles, I think, he's referring to uh, as Florida governor. In the Sunshine State, we got government out of the way to create the best economy in the nation. We broke the back of the teachers' union and implemented <laughs> universal school choice. We refused to bend the knee to Fauciism and kept Florida free during the pandemic. We removed Soros-backed local prosecutors from their posts to keep families safe. Oof. 
and we didn't back down when big business sought to target our values. So that's <laughs> Disney, I think, right? Big, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely big business. But he's talking about Disney being <laughs> not uh, <laughs> too woke. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Those are his. Tough I don't think battles. those are particularly tough battles. I think he uh, basically like got the media spotlight by. I guess being better at marketing himself and like getting mm-hmm. enough big donors to endorse him and, and sign on. Give me a break. His tough battles are being as much of a fascist as it is possible to be as the governor of Florida. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, okay. Nikki Haley, how is she distinguishing herself? Um, what I've basically seen from her is like, she is more normal seeming than Ron. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? Like absolutely, absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to she's trying to be the alternative to Trump, who is less irritating and desperate. Yeah, for sure. In addition to her uh, intentional attempts to court uh, clueless liberals, the headlines of her pieces are called "Ending Reckless Spending Will Boost Our Economy and Stop Inflation," <laughs> and we have to stop the chaos unfolding under Joe Biden. So that's pretty boring, standard, old school Republican shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the chaos is, uh, you know, crime, which has been down and uh, trying to tie him to Israel, Palestine stuff, which mm. is that what it is? I don't know. I, haven't clicked <laughs> I don't on it know. Yet. Let's see. Uh, we have to stop the chaos. Well, I mean, in a general sense, Biden. she's not going to not like she's going to she's just going to say, like, America doesn't have enough strong leadership under Biden and like all these. Yeah these hooties are are uh <laughs> going going hard yeah i i think she wrote this like right before stuff uh ramped up uh, with the, the houthis but in paragraph one there's war in ukraine and israel so you're right she did bring up israel and it's, that's uh biden's fault all this has happened under biden's watch he's the yeah. author of this chaos <laughs> the chaos being uh the southern border violence on our city streets so the crime thing like you brought up yeah Ooh, hatred on college campuses <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh inflation trillions of dollars in national debt ukraine and israel china russia and iran are exploiting our weakness mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is all joe biden's fault uh yeah i mean i'm, I'm certainly not a joe biden defender but he has kind of limited input on a lot of that. Yeah. And, and really uh, should be doing the complete opposite of what he's doing in most of those cases. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very uh, old school. Ending reckless spending will boost our economy and stop inflation. I mean, the national okay. debt, we're leaving that for our kids. Our kids are going to have to deal with all this national debt. Yeah. When we're gone. I don't even, I don't know. It doesn't even seem like conservatives particularly care about that anymore or like don't make it a talking point very much. Yeah. Except for Nikki Haley, because she's, I think trying to bring us back to our roots in the Republican party. Yeah. I I think we found that reckless spending has actually boosted the economy (laughs) in many (laughs) cases in the, you know, 21st century. Yeah. So yeah. And 20th, uh, not that that matters to them, but no, no, she's, she's trying to say like, Remember before there was Trump? Let's just pretend this never happened. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's basically her, her pitch. Uh, Vivek is kind of uh, the opposite. He's taking the opposite strategy, I think. He is embracing what Trump opened up 
in electoral politics. And he's trying to take it to the next level. I've said it before. He's trying to court the Christian white supremacist vote on hard mode. Yeah. But he's also adopting this this niche in Iowa politics, which I think is a good move because no one else is going to touch this. Eminent domain for CO2 pipelines is wrong and unconstitutional. So the first piece he put out is this very specific thing focused on one particular issue ongoing, which has, you know, cross ideological appeal. So a good move from him and part of his uh, Steve King endorsement, you know, like, yeah, that's Steve King's thing. That's how he ended up in the Vivek camp. Oh, they also spelled his name wrong. <laughs> I just oh, no. that. oh, wow. It, that Maybe that's <laughs> been fixed that since I caught. No, no. Nope. <laughs> that's really great. Yeah, good for him. I got uh, it right in the byline, <laughs> but wrong in the, yeah. <laughs> in the headline. January 3rd, uh, the Des Moines Register headline, Vivek Ramasamy. <laughs> they skipped the W, and that has not yet been corrected. Very disrespectful to the Very. member four borderline borderline racism i would i yeah i'd say it is and then his second piece is we are in a 1776 moment and i have a vision for america Mm, i can Uh, hear those little kids on the fifes right now (laughs) yeah yeah nikki haley is appealing to the republican party of you know 2005 and vivek is appealing to the american (laughs) revolution yeah the true patriots out there yeah the slave-owning founding fathers. He's going all the way back. Now, what about these last two? The, the long shots. <laughs> the <laughs> longest of long shots. <laughs> Asa Hutchinson, governor of Arkansas? <laughs> uh, <laughs> A guy I, I, is so boring, I literally cannot remember who he is. Sounds right. He was, yeah, he was the 46th governor of Arkansas from 2015 to 2023. <laughs> all right. So Asa Hutchinson, a guy no one is paying any attention to. His piece is in the Des Moines Register. His final pitches to the Republican voter. America should reward work. I know how to empower our workers. Is that have anything to do with paying them more money or offering them more benefits? Mm, the word wage does not appear in this article. <laughs> he says we... We create new good-paying jobs every day, or we must create new good-paying jobs every okay. day. Mm-hmm. That doesn't talk about people who are currently currently working old jobs. Let's see. The word benefit appears a couple of times. Every citizen can contribute to and benefit from our nation's prosperity. And then the other appearance of the word benefit, we must also recognize that legal immigration benefits America particularly when it comes to our workforce. (laughs) So people are allowed to come into the country as long as they're productive, low-paid, manual laborers. (laughs) Yep. Wow, that's that's got a lot of bipartisan support. Yeah, Um, (laughs) the modern immigration position. This guy's downright liberal. Yeah. And then his second uh, piece is perhaps the vaguest possible. It's called Renew Hope and Rebuild the American Dream. Yeah. American Dream. Another thing that's I don't think many politicians are even trying to invoke anymore. <laughs> A dream that for too many seems out of reach. So he's sort of acknowledging that that's uh, not a real thing anymore. <laughs> oh, he used to be the head of the DEA. Boo. 
Get the See, fuck out of here. And I read this before. So again, Asa Hutchinson is the type of guy where you can learn about him. <laughs> More but than it once. will not stick. It will yeah. not stick. <laughs> yeah. He's sort of, I mean, again, no one's paying attention to him, but he's sort of uh, doing the same like Nikki Haley type thing. Like, uh, but he seems to be actually a little bit more of a moderate in reality, but moderates do not have any relevancy to the uh, GOP electorate. No, not in a primary. No. <laughs> Barely in a general. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, and then my favorite of the remaining candidates, Ryan motherfucking Binky. Ryan fucking Binky. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to pull these up and I'm probably going to read a little bit from them. Because this is the guy I'm voting for tomorrow. So I, I got to try to keep this fresh in my mind to know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> First off, he says, Bidenomics is widening the wealth gap and we have to stop it. Hell yeah. There you go. Well, that's, that's the best. That's something best, I care best about. Headline, best headline <laughs> we've had so far. <laughs> but he still is very focused on dumb conservative stuff yeah i'm sure like, he is. <laughs> uh a glance at today's economic snapshot puts the bleak picture into focus total household debt increased to 17 trillion dollars credit card balances rose to a high of 1 trillion dollars up 30 percent in 30 months homelessness increased by 12 percent to its highest reported level okay so those three things are relevant to me as a regular citizen of the united states mm-hmm. those are those are statistics that those those matter to a real person. But then he goes on to, the debt soared past the $32 trillion mark. We can't get through a single fiscal year anymore without adding $1 trillion in debt. Debt service is projected to be the federal government's largest program when it becomes larger than Medicare and Social Security in uh, 2044 and 2050. How can we solve this? You may be asking yourself. What's Ryan Binky's plan to save the american taxpayer from this ballooning debt here we go i've put together an economic plan to attack the deficit flat tax let's go (laughs) uh bring the budget back into balance in seven years the deficit and the fucking balance budget what world do you live in (laughs) (laughs) transparency and accountability must be restored to the way that washington spends taxpayers money wait what is the plan (laughs) cut Cut, cut. Definitely not, definitely not increase revenue. Cut expenses. That's the only way. It's the only way to balance the budget. Couldn't possibly increase taxes on anyone. Yeah. Reining in spending and putting an end to our government's excessive borrowing is fundamental to grow the U.S. economy, shore up our regional banks, and save the U.S. dollar's role as the world's reserve currency. So I guess that's the plan, is uh, reining in spending and uh, borrowing. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> all right i almost forgot this guy was a republican this one i love this is this this has no substance at all the second piece that he put out iowa it's time to believe and vote for something different the number one question i receive on the campaign trail is ryan why are you still in this race when so many others have left i thought the number one question he gets is what the fuck <laughs> who <laughs> uh and let's take a moment to pour one out for those we have lost. Uh, Perry Johnson, of course, yeah, our number Perry. one. Uh, Doug Burgum, who endorsed Donald Trump today at an event in oh, Indianola. Did he? He did. Uh, uh, Francis Suarez, 
<laughs> seemed like uh, a nice guy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Plundered his uh, city with Bitcoin. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's all I remember about him. Uh, Chris Christie, who did not campaign in Iowa a single time. Loser. Boo. <laughs> who else did we lose? Larry Elder. Larry Elder. Yep. Yep. The the racist. Uh, <laughs> what did he? What do you call himself? The black face of white supremacy. He <laughs> yeah. said some newspaper called him that. Yeah. Uh, and if if we can't remember them off the top of our heads, they don't matter. Obviously, we we dove deeper than anyone else ever. Tim Scott. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> okay, so the number one question he, he gets asked is, why are you still running when so many other people who have, you know, a, a little bit more of a reason to be running for president have dropped out? My answer is that our nation is on fire. It is on fire economically, spiritually, and culturally. If you had a loved one in a building that is burning and you had a small percentage chance of rescuing them, would you go in? <laughs> Does it matter what the odds are? <laughs> we, so we are all his loved one about to die in a burning building. And he loves us so much that he's willing to risk his own life to Dude, rescue us. That's crazy. There's some serious biblical parallels there. <laughs> he doesn't want us to be left behind. <laughs> of course, you go in regardless of the odds. That is why I'm still in this race. Our children have no hope on our current path, and everyone knows it. That's why I am running in when others are running out. Oh, shit. The cowards bailing on the burning building. The next question I receive often is, is it possible for you to win? <laughs> How's he answer this one? That's got to be, be a tough one. Do you think he answers honestly? <laughs> what, no. What's the honest answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> But here's, here's his uh, avoidance of that bad word, no. Well, God has been doing the impossible forever. <laughs> so, yes, it is possible for me to win. Gideon, Moses, and David all show us that impossible is God's specialty. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said there were biblical uh, implications yeah. before, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's hoping for a miracle. Yeah. Who's Praying he appealing for a miracle? to? Who, who in the Des Moines Register readership is, is reading the sentence, Gideon, Moses, and David all show us that impossible is God's specialty? There's a very particular voter he's appealing to. There. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to a church that uh, could double as a school, then <laughs> he might be a Ryan Binkley supporter. <laughs> what is the story of Gideon? Who's Gideon? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> He's a, he was a military leader, judge, and prophet whose calling and victory over the Midianites are recounted in Judges 6 through 8 of the Book of Judges in the Hebrew Bible. So that's a, maybe a bit of a deep cut. Old Testament. <laughs> oh, yeah, they all are. Gideon, Moses, and David, those are all oh, true, uh, yeah. Old Testament guys. Yeah, Moses, I think people know a little bit better. Moses is the number one there. David's probably number two, and Gideon maybe a distant third. Yeah, I mean there's I know there's the Gideon Bible. <laughs> oh that's that's right, that's right. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah. But now Iowa it's up to you. Oh, so we are taking taking the role of God now? <laughs> <laughs> if we have learned anything from decades of repeated failures, it is that the usual politicians cannot break away from politics as usual. If we want something different, we have to vote for someone different. Despite the polls and the pundits, I know people want change. I know we want leaders who will restore our faith in God, freedom, and each other. That 
is why I'm still running for president. Dang. You're going <laughs> to run into that uh, caucus precinct on Monday? <laughs> with your I might sword just held high? <laughs> yeah. If turnout is low enough, I may be able to get Ryan Binky one delegate. <laughs> yeah. Are you prepared to give a speech on his behalf? See, that's that's something that I thought maybe we could take a stab at now. <laughs> so I, I didn't finish reading this, but uh, it goes on pretty much the same as what you're reading here. Just sort of a lot of fluff. It's sort of like a last minute pep talk from your coach while you're losing uh the game yeah <laughs> like there's no chance you're coming back from this but he's trying to get get you just enough enough energy to just make it to the yeah. end and this lose gracefully monty williams on the detroit pistons that's mm-hmm. his his last uh speech to help them avoid <laughs> losing the most games in nba history <laughs> so uh a, a twitter a twitter user uh justin b bro when I, I tweeted about caucusing for Ryan Binky, he said, if you pick a less popular candidate, they'll let you speak on their behalf. Golden opportunity. And I should have thought of this before. But yeah, if I go in there to vote for Ryan Binky, no one else is going to speak in favor of Ryan Binky. Yeah. There you I go. could talk about him to a group of local Republicans. Now, I think when I get there, I'm going to have to read the room a little bit and decide <laughs> If I am risking my personal safety by doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but what can I say about Ryan Binky that will appeal to these people, do you think? Hmm. You have God <laughs> on your side. You're a messenger of God. Ryan yeah. Binky spoke to you in front of the megachurch uh, <laughs> crowd, and he told you like it is, and now you're here to spread his gospel. My fellow Republicans, I am here... On a mission from our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Ryan Binky is a man of God. He is the leader of a church whose name I maybe will have to write down if I want to cite it in my caucus <laughs> speech. <laughs> <laughs> you may look at the poll numbers and say, this is impossible. This man is polling at 0%. But did Gideon ever say, this is impossible when he led an army against the Midianites in Judges 6 through 8. 6 through 8. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> and now we all learn the story of Gideon in Sunday school and definitely remember who Gideon is and what he did for the rest of our lives. Yeah. That's pretty inspiring, I think. Yeah. Or I could say, you know the story of David and Goliath. Yeah, that's a good one too. You and me, we're David. And Donald Trump is Goliath. He's a, <laughs> a, a mean, old, tall man. Yeah. <laughs> who is about to beat us six, to death. 6'3", 215 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to kick our little asses, and all we have is a little slingshot. But engraved on that slingshot is the name Ryan Binky. <laughs> and what we're here to do tonight in this caucus room is to fire a pebble through that binky slingshot <laughs> right into the eye of the giant. Yeah. On the way to freedom. And that's I was trying to remember that. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 he was the, the WTF hats. <laughs> He's the WTF man. Yeah. WTF with Ryan Binky, the number one uh failed presidential candidate podcast. 
WTF. Yeah. The path that that pebble takes as it soars directly into the brain of the giant Goliath Trump, that is the way to freedom, is the Mm. arc of that pebble. Wow. And tonight on Martin Luther King Day, we must remember (laughs) the arc of the moral universe. (laughs) Man, I think you got that on lock. <laughs> should I just riff? MLK Day. <laughs> yeah, I think you should just riff. You should just watch a bunch of his uh his mega church uh addresses, like his yeah. his his speeches. Yeah, yeah. And just emulate his style. <laughs> and uh bring Ashley there. Uh have her you should like have her dress up. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately you don't have any kids to show off, but um yeah. Maybe I could borrow some. Borrow some kids, yeah. yeah. Borrow Ira. <laughs> <laughs> I bet everyone will go along with this plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the plan, everybody. If you if you also live in a, a an urban area that maybe is heavily democratic, you may have an opportunity to throw a wrench in the works and get some delegates for Ryan Binkley. I want to shock the world and have mm-hmm. Ryan Binkley win 1% of the Iowa caucuses instead of 0%. Hey, listen, you said he's pulling at 0%, buddy. He's pulling at 1%, which nice. is uh, an un- mathematically unquantifiable yeah. jump. <laughs> That's infinitely more than zero. Yeah. <laughs> we can increase that another infinity percent if we all get serious and go to the caucus tomorrow night in sub-zero weather. Mm-hmm. And just spend a couple hours being completely miserable, surrounded by backwards that thinking you hate. idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And I'll report back God next speed. time we record God an episode. Speed. Okay, you're gonna well, need it. <laughs> uh, before we go, um, in addition to tomorrow night's caucus, uh, if you are a hyper local listener, if you live in the same small city, Coralville, that I do. There is a city council meeting on January 16th. And if you listened to the last episode of I Hear, I See Radio that was on this podcast feed just a few days ago, I talked to another Coralville resident, Tara McGovern, and the two of us, along with uh, a lot of other local activists, decided that our small city should follow suit uh, with Iowa City and get something out there expressing support for a ceasefire this is a you know say what you will about it but there's a growing number of cities that are making these resolutions and if i don't know if there's enough public sentiment being expressed officially in this way will it have some kind of impact maybe it's worth it'll put you on the record yeah it'll put you on the record at the very least well we went into this expecting to be basically brushed off. We didn't think that our city council would really want to weigh in on this in any way. We were proved wrong because they put a resolution on their agenda for the meeting, sort of preempting us. The language of the their resolution is a bit softer than we would like. It's, it's a little both sidesy, you know. It's more yeah. of a generic call for peace than it is for like a call for President Joe Biden to stop aiding and funding a genocide you know so Mm -hmm. our plan now is to uh propose that they amend this resolution to make it a bit more pointed um but i think i i'm pleasantly surprised that they're doing anything at all so there is that 
Yeah. So if you live around here and you, you support something like that, uh, it would be nice to see you on Tuesday night, the 16th at Coralville City Hall. If you got the night off, come on out. Try to do the right thing, I guess. I mentioned this earlier. Our phone number is 319-849-8733. If you are also one of the binky bros and you uh, go out to a Republican caucus and you, you have a fun story, call and tell us about it. We can also be reached via snail mail, P.O. Box 5336 in Coralville, Iowa, 52241. And if you really like podcasts and you are a nerd who pays money for podcasts to get more podcasts, you could do that with us. Patreon.com slash Rock Hard Caucus. Evan and I are uh, planning to review all of the Slipknot albums as a Patreon series. Uh, I just we're in the planning stages right now, so I don't know when when we'll be ready for that. But something to look yeah. forward to. Hell yeah, rock on! My uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. How to, I'm not a new metal guy. Don't know how to yeah address if, the. Uh, we're not exactly out there. Yeah, we're not exactly like Slipknot guys. So I, I think our perspective, sort of an outsider perspective, may be interesting. We did it. We did it once before with their Iowa album, but now I think we're a bit more. <laughs> seasoned in in the medium now and maybe and we've seen slipknot we've live. seen slipknot yeah. live yeah so we may have more to say we may have a better understanding of the situation now yeah uh, well we're trying to find out more about where we came from um mm-hmm. and as you know like the biggest cultural export of our yeah our fair yeah. state mm-hmm. we, we kind of have to understand slipknot to understand ourselves um, <laughs> i think that's right yeah and uh and maybe who knows at the end of this maybe we'll become maggots ourselves yeah ourselves i think that's I mean, the I'm term already, for slipknot fans right i'm already kind of kind of there <laughs> i don't have anything against them I no mean, uh, maybe i do i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> maybe the more i find out <laughs> yeah anyway look forward to that and i think uh we haven't had any local music submissions in a while so i'm going to close with the music that i just recorded for that upcoming slipknot series well i'll put that at the end of here that'll be a bit of a teaser for you all um oh and i forgot to mention there are two candidates for the gop nomination who are so irrelevant they're not (laughs) even mentioned on the wikipedia page of republican candidates that's roland roberts the second who's from west virginia and David Stuckenberg, who I already forgot everything I learned about him. So if you're <laughs> looking for even lower candidates than Ryan Binky, try to go out and vote for those guys, Roland Roberts II and David Stuckenberg. If you want to be really cool, those are the guys. So relevant that they're contained in the, the wrap-up section <laughs> of <laughs> the podcast. I forget to mention them until <laughs> yeah. we are about to stop recording, <laughs> which I guess we can do now. So here it goes. All right. Bye. Bye.